Hey, what is up, everybody? Welcome on into a beautiful, wonderful episode of Behind the Voice. I'm joined by Alejandro Antonio Ruiz, who has voiced Gecko in Valorant. Uh, such a pleasure to talk to you. Thank you so much once again for doing this. I hope you're doing great. <laughs> What's up? It's it's great to hear from you. It's great to talk to you and to talk to all the people probably watching this. And yeah, I'm doing good. It's a it's a warm night here in LA, so you know, wearing white. <laughs> oh man, it's <laughs> trying to keep cool. Yeah, it's it's incredibly hot here. So like it's good, oh shit, good yeah, thing I for didn't the last think of that. Yeah, for the last two yeah. days, it's it's normal, but like. Uh, earlier this week was incredibly hot. I was like, gosh, geez, I can't work like this. I have to turn on the AC all the time. So you know my pain. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, first of all, congratulations on this amazing character being out on Valorant. You did such a great job. I love the, uh, you know, playfulness of your character. It's so cool. So that's amazing. Thank you so much. That means a lot. Yeah, I mean, it's it's been wild this last couple of weeks. It's it's been just crazy. <laughs> but uh, but I'm enjoying every minute. That's that's amazing. Like I believe a lot of people, you know, I've seen like few fan arts here and there about Gecko as well. So what has that been like? You know, the the you know the reception of Gecko so far. I mean, the Valorant community is just lovely. Like they are so supportive. They are so excited. Like you know the. I was I was a little bit concerned before the character came out because that was like my one big thing of like, well, how are they going to receive this character? He's a bit on the younger side and, you know, obviously a little bit not conventional. He's kind of tattoos and green hair and, you know, and and he's also like all the other agents have been from a specific nation. He kind of straddles, too. And Mm. he's he's the child of immigrants. So that's a completely new story for this game. And then it came out and to see that reaction when Wingman showed up and just like during the tournament and everything and people start cheering and I was like, oh, shit. Yeah. Yeah. OK, I think we're going to be OK. <laughs> That's amazing. so it's just it's just been great. And yeah, seeing all the fan art, I mean, people love him and he's he's cool. He's really at least I mean, I'm biased, but I think <laughs> oh, he's really cool. He, he is. He is really cool. I, I loved I, I watched the trailer and I. Uh, the the song of the trailer was so cool, and I kept on listening to it back and back to back. It was so great. It was like in my playlist right now. Like listen to it, it's so wonderful. And I love the trailer. I love the reveal, and obviously the three pets that he has. Uh, what do you think about four. those? Oh, four. Yeah, that's true. That's true. How, four. What, what and do you, what do you think and they're not his pets. I have to say they're not his pets. They are his critters, his creatures, his buddies. Definitely not pets. <laughs> Um, <laughs> cause you know, they got, they got a mind of their own. They're all kind of like formidable in their own way. And there, there's that mutual care, yeah. of course. Um, but we worked pretty hard and that was a big part that was important to me. It was like establishing the relationship between him and these creatures. Like what, what is that relationship? And we, we kind of discovered that while we were working, but I love them. I mean, I, I don't think I've ever said this publicly yet, but uh, before I started acting, I, when I started going to college, I was pretty set on a course to become a vet. Oh, and and I I just I love animals. Always have since I was a kid. Like obsessed with them. If you were to ask me anything about like African mammals or dinosaurs or some shit like that, like I was that kid, that annoying kid. <laughs> and uh, and so when I got the part, and then they told me, by the way, he's got these creatures. I was like, of Great. course, like it's just. <laughs> perfect like i got this that's that's um, that's what so you yeah mean. no yeah. i love them i love them 
That's and uh, and they're adorable. How could you not? Oh yeah, they're I'm so adorable. I'm like, wow, these creatures are so cute. Like it's amazing yeah. to think. <laughs> I was uh, like, where are the plushies? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, me too. Uh, do you have like, I mean, I believe you must have been asked this questions about if there is there any favorite, and I'm not sure if you can choose. <laughs> The only I, I'm taking this the truthful answer to this to my grave. The only people that know the true tea are the people at Riot Unidos, who are the Latin American team that helped build a lot of what became Gecko mm -hmm. and inspired a lot of the writing. And so I met with them, and we had that little chit chat in private. So they know, but no one else knows. Um. And I give the official answer, which is like they are all special. <laughs> They are all wonderful. They are all my favorites. And Gecko <laughs> wouldn't be Gecko without all four of them. That's true. That's very much true. Yeah. Uh, what What was kind of the approach in you know bringing this character to life? Because I know this character is like so playful, and I love that about this because, like, it's so like everybody like has said either they're dark and they're a little bit serious. He is like, I feel like I can get I can hang out with him. Like, what was that kind of approach? So at least on the personal side, for me. So much of it was like learning to tap into what I grew up around. Like I grew up in East LA and that's where Gecko's growing up too. So for me, it was like being inspired by my friends when I was a kid, by my brother, by my family members, by me before I went to drama school and had the accent drilled out of me because they told me I would never work with an accent. Mm. Um, so getting this part was like being able to reclaim a part of myself that used to be used to shame me. And it was a beautiful little opportunity like that of just like, I get to tap into something that is so personal and we don't really get to do that often as voice actors. Yeah. Um, so there was, there was that aspect, but there was also like bringing that humor was important to me because I feel like a lot of Latin American characters in video games, they tend to be these like overly tough criminals um very yeah. macho uh and and i remember seeing the artwork for gecko and thinking like yeah he's tough but he's young and there is something about mexican american culture here in la that is just so chill and we love poking fun at each other <laughs> and i wanted to bring that and i i brought that in that first audition and i think they were surprised and it kind of changed a little bit of who he was uh that's so cool because it, it it was unexpected for them yeah that's that's wonderful i i yeah as you said like it's unexpected for me to have like a character in valorant like that and it's so fun because i i really like that like it was a different character at the same time um and like i just immediately liked him uh so <laughs> like you know in the process of recording i know this you have done so many voice lines are there any like favorite voice lines from the time you recorded my favorite and i think i already said this on tiktok so forgive me <laughs> to anyone who's watching that has heard this before because it's true it's true and i'm gonna repeat it uh my favorite in session was uh one that was an accident because the line was uh I think it's either Dizzy or Thrash that makes this little creature sound. Mm -hmm. And then Gecko responds because the creature says something about Chamber and Gecko says, Chamber, don't listen to her. You look great. And there's that tiniest little pause. Yeah. And I think that was my first take where I had that little pause and we all just started laughing because it sounded like he was, you know, 
like <laughs> not trying to insult him, but kind of insulting him. <laughs> yeah. Um, and we just kind of laughed, and we were like, "Well, we know what we got to do now. That has <laughs> to be the one. That's the he- that's the hero." Um, so there's that one. But I also loved that, like, we also got to play around with a lot of improvised things, a lot of slang. There were things that I brought into the room in that first audition that made it all the way into the game. And that was wild for me. Wow. Like, I was like, I, I got to write that line. And it stayed, um, which is rare in, in video games. Um, so, you know, that. And anything that he says about his mom, because he's, like, so tender <laughs> yeah. and just, like, such a sweetheart when it comes to his mom. And I was like, that's that's something we haven't seen very often. And I like that they kept that. Yeah, me too. It's like, those are those are very cool lines. And I love that. That love that he has. It's so wonderful to see that. Uh, but you mentioned TikTok. Like, I know you do a lot of TikTok. Yeah. Like, what what inspired you to like, create content over there? I, you know, originally, I I am much like Gecko in, in this way, in that, like, I, I can disconnect forever. Like, I'm so bad at answering phone calls and messages. I'm surprised I answered you in a timely <laughs> way. To be honest, because like I'm that friend that just gets lost sometimes. <laughs> so so I share that with him. And I think there was a bit of that resistance to like wanting to join too many social media platforms. But then as the date was getting closer, I started seeing the excitement. I started seeing that people were looking for a way to channel that. And I was like, you know, I think it'd be really cool to like be able, first of all, be able to thank people and tell them like, Thank you for your excitement. Thank you for your enthusiasm and their kind words, but also like give them a place to send all that energy. Um, and the other cast members like, um, you know, Vanille and, you know, Miranda were telling me like, you got to join TikTok. <laughs> you got to get on there. Like, they're going to love you. You're so fucking funny. So, so I was like, okay, if you say so. Wow. That's wonderful. It's unfortunately because we, here we can't watch TikTok because it's banned, so you have to use VPN and go from there, right. and it's like a whole different thing. But I did well. Uh, who knows how it's going here too? So, oh, you we'll never see. know. <laughs> yeah, that's things are changing. Sorry, secretly. you were saying. Yeah, I mean, what I was saying that is, I watched like a couple of your. I think it was on YouTube that I watched it. You're do, doing some voice lines, and I was like, "Oh, you you can just easily just jump into it, uh, in the cast being the character." So like like. Was there kind of like a kind of prep exactly on like what you need to do in order to prepare to get into this character or you just like it was kind of like easy to to get into it? I think it was one of the easier ones for me because he kind of sits a little bit closer to my natural voice. Mm-hmm. And for me, it was just kind of tweaking, you know, dialing in how much of the accent do we want? Do we want to push it? Um, you know, how young is he? I know was was one of the things like. I thought about a lot for that initial audition. Um, but I, I think he's pretty close to me. So there, there wasn't too much difficulty. And then, yeah, I can bring it in pretty quickly, thankfully. Sometimes, you know, it takes a lot of work to, especially a guy with a voice like me. Like anytime I get cast as a deep voice character, I'm like, okay, I got to warm up. Like got to spend an hour driving to the st- you know studio warming up because I got to be able to reach down there and, <laughs> and, and keep that voice. Yeah. But uh, but it's nice when you get to just be funny and kind of be yourself. Mm-hmm. I mean, you you mentioned about like uh, having a different kind of voice. What was like your biggest challenge in voice acting in general? Uh, you know, in, 
doing these voices, you know, deep voicing was like one of the things where you have to like warm up a little bit. Was that the biggest challenge? Was there anything else? Um, I think a lot of the challenges for me weren't external. I think a lot of them were internal. It was like yeah. feeling like I deserved to be there. Yeah. Because I'm the new guy in a lot of these, you know, situations. Mm-hmm. And learning that like, I am talented enough. It's just that those doors were never open until very recently. Yeah. And and it's just it's just funny how how much like actors we tend to psych ourselves out in that way, the, especially when you're within a mar- you exist within a marginalized community whether you're a person of color or a queer person, you know, that that kind of imposter syndrome can come up of just like, do I deserve this? Yeah. Or, you know, like is am I crazy or you know, are they sure? Um <laughs> But uh, but then you realize no no like I'm actually pretty damn good at my job, yeah. So that that would be the biggest thing, and thankfully like that's that's long gone. But th- when I first started out, that was that was a big part of it. And now it's just like practical stuff, like warming up and make sure like if I got a session where I'm gonna scream for four hours as a deep voiced cop or something, then <laughs> I gotta warm up or something, or I'm gonna lose my voice. Yeah, that's true. That's true. And, you know, it's so wonderful to, I know that you've been part of other games as well. Um, like, what, what what is it like to be part of video games in general? Is it something that you just wanted to do? Or is it something like, okay, comes with, let me try that as well? So video game, well, once I transitioned fully into full-time voiceover, video games was always the goal. Like, I love animation. I love the other mediums. I actually really, really like a good commercial. Because because yeah. I've gotten so used to hearing bad commercials, <laughs> but but video games were always the personal goal for me because I love being able to tell a story, and you can argue, yeah, you can tell a story in all of those mm-hmm. in animation and commercials, all that kind of stuff. But for me, like I grew up with story oriented video games, a lot of RPGs, a lot of these epic big stories that take you like weeks or months, or you never finish them. Like if you're playing Skyrim, who oh finishes that? <laughs> <laughs> who finishes that yeah that, that's like a, that's a big like one. i remember when one of my first video games that i bought with my own money i was a tiny child uh i bought final fantasy 10 oh wow and that's that's sh- probably shouldn't be someone's first video game <laughs> but it informed so much of what i loved in video games which is just like epic stories and like fantasy and wild graphics yeah. at the time yeah at the time yeah. <laughs> but uh <laughs> but yeah so that was kind of always the goal but i never i kind of fell into voice acting i i originally like i just wanted to act i wanted to act in anything and as a kid learning that that was one avenue you know watching cartoons it kind of blew my mind seeing like oh that's a job like actors are doing that yeah. i can do that too <laughs> and uh and so that kind of opened up a new new avenue. And I found um, that I was getting more work in voice acting because your appearance doesn't really factor in. Yeah. For the longest time, there wasn't really much work for Latin American people here, even here in L.A., where they're like 50 percent of the population and they're a pretty big minority in the country. I think Latin Americans are only like two percent of working actors. Mm-hmm. So and that's still the case, like. There's more work now, but when you compare stats, there's still progress to be made. So I count myself lucky every day (laughs) because in voiceover, I have the freedom to play anyone or anything. Yeah. And this 
isn't seen as like an obstacle to overcome, that's which is true. just a gift. That's true. That's wonderful. Like, it, it's one of those things about voice acting, as you mentioned, like appearance doesn't matter. It's like the performance and you can play anyone. Uh, and yeah. you know, I I love uh, love the voice acting world itself. I got interested a little bit to be voice, to, you know, get into voice acting. Then I realized that's not me at all. I would probably fail <laughs> in that completely. I'm better just staying behind the camera and be like, asking. Questions. What informed that decision? What what uh, what was the reasoning behind it? I mean, I'm just curious. I mean, I think you know, it's like that mindset of immediately like, oh, voice acting is so cool. You get to part, be part of these video games and people know you and all that stuff. And I think that stayed in my mind more so than loving acting. You know, I feel like it's someone who is into ah. voice acting. They should know acting. Like they should be into acting yeah. instead of the other side. So that's- Which is true because yeah. like at its core, it's it's just acting in a new medium. Yeah. Um, but I mean- you had the self-awareness to see that, which is kind of beautiful. I think a lot of people don't. And that's honestly, that's how you end up with really good directors, really good casting directors, really good producers, because they still love the medium, mm. but they know like, that's not where I want to fit. Yeah. But let me see where else I can fit in this. I don't know. I just, I, I find that fascinating. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, that's that's the reason why I do this. Like, I talk to the people who are voice actors. I love knowing their story and their side of it. And I love sharing it to people who love these characters that you guys have played. So that's why it's just such a great thing for me to do this every single time. <laughs> I'm glad you do. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, you, you you know, you mentioned about video games and Final Fantasy X is such a great example. But like, do you still play video games right now or is it like, don't get the time? Oh, my God. I So when I started, ironically, when I started working mostly in video games is when I stopped playing as many <laughs> video games, which is really messed up. <laughs> uh, but I, I used to be so much more of a gamer. And now it's like, where did all the time go? Oh, so yeah. I get I get to like watch my younger brother play and live vicariously through him. <laughs> but no, when I was when I was starting out, I mean, I was playing all sorts of things. I love horror games. I love the Resident wow. Evils, the Silent Hills. Yeah, like for such a pretty... I'm pretty positive as a person most of the time, but I love me like a good gory, like <laughs> scary movie or scary game. Um, <laughs> and uh, and yeah, like the Skyrims, the Final Fantasies, the Kingdom Hearts. Yeah, I was always terrible at first person shooters. Oh, me too. <laughs> That's but I still but I still played them <laughs> be because my brother would buy them. <laughs> And uh, so I, I would get to like watch him play really well with first person shooters and with like action oriented games. And then he would sit and watch me like it was a movie when I was playing like an RPG or something. <laughs> That's so, so but cool. yeah, no, since, since my work has picked up, unfortunately, not as much. But I did yeah. get to play Val um, both when Neon first came out because Vanille has always been a friend mm -hmm. and uh, and I felt like I needed to support her. And then I had to hide the secret of being cast as Gecko for a couple of months. Yeah. And then I got to play a little bit before we started recording for Gecko because I wanted to refresh my mind and kind of get the rhythm and the pacing of the game again. Um, but I, I haven't been able to play much since because it's just been like crazy work yeah. since then. Yeah, I can imagine. Like I know most of the voice actors, uh, they have so much work to do that they don't get the time to play. And it's it's like, it makes sense because... You, this is the your main main thing, but like, do you have like 
if any of the favorite games that you remember that okay this was the game for me hmm it's like in terms of things that i spent a lot of my life on mm-hmm. i would say if we go by time spent playing the game it probably be ffx and skyrim oh wow just because again these open world games like i was much younger and i would get lost in them and just you never finish. I mean, I, I must have finished every single guild in Skyrim. <laughs> and there was still more stuff to do. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but yeah, those are probably the ones that took up the most of my time. But I like things in every genre, honestly. Like, I've, I've played all kinds of games throughout my life. I mean, I've played Goat Simulator and had fun. <laughs> I, don't know if you, I don't know if you know that game. Oh, yeah, yeah. But it's, it's wonderfully dumb. And there's nothing I love more than something dumb. <laughs> Yeah, I, those games just like are hilarious, and I love playing that. And you also mentioned the horror games, and I love horror. I just love watching horror movies, playing horror games, and like uh, my friends are like, "What? What? What is wrong with you?" I'm like, "It's fine." Just <laughs> don't. I swear, I'm okay. <laughs> I'm okay. <laughs> it's like there's this uh, Evil Dead movie that I want to watch. I was about to ask you, have you seen Evil have Dead not, Rise? Because I haven't yet. I have not. I'm like, people are talking so well about it. My sister's going to watch today. And I'm like, oh gosh, like I need to watch this. It's so cool. We got to get on that. Yeah, you got to get That's on that. That's funny. And, and Resident Evil is like one of my favorite games as well. I played all the Resident Evil games, even the, the one that came out uh, this like in March and Resident Evil 4 the remakes, remake. Yeah. yeah. And I enjoyed it so much. So I really connect with you right there about with the horror <laughs> stuff. Because I'm like weird as well. I watch on YouTube some of the horror videos. Like, oh, top 10 videos caught on camera and ghost caught on camera. I'm like, yeah. I don't know why I'm watching this, but it's fun. <laughs> <laughs> it's entertaining. It's entertaining. <laughs> That's why I was, it's funny. Like people have, people have said, uh, about me and about Gecko, like, oh, they have such golden retriever vibes. <laughs> and I'm like, if you only knew, like, <laughs> like all my friends are dark and spooky. Yeah, like, <laughs> if you only knew. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, you know, you mentioned about some of the other characters. Like, do you have like uh, any other agent in Valorant that you like more? So I'm I'm biased, yeah, obviously. Of um, uh, because she's voiced by a friend. I really love Neon. Because I get to hear my friend be grumpy for a little bit, <laughs> yeah. uh, and and I also like I have Filipino cousins, mm. so I get a lot of the references and the humor. Mabuhay um, to anyone who's watching from the Philippines. Um, I love Fade as well because she's oh, yeah. a spooky girl, and there's nothing that I enjoy more than someone who's dressed in all dark colors and has a bad <laughs> attitude. <laughs> and Reina, uh, oh, okay. so I guess all I guess. Well, because she's Mexican, of course, and because Karina has a freaking beautiful voice, mm-hmm. I could hear her. I could just listen to her talk all day. Um, so I guess, I guess what I'm saying is girl power. <laughs> that's <laughs> like, wonderful. I, I guess, I guess that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's wonderful. I actually got to talk to um, Fade's voice actor like actually earlier this week, and it was, nice. it was so wonderful talking to her and you know getting to know her as well. So like, I, I love, I love that you like. You know, girl power and all that. It's so it's so wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> we got a lot of really cool female characters. I mean, Miranda's yeah. also such a sweetheart. Uh, who voices Sky? Mm-hmm. Um, she's just so so sweet. She's reached out as well. They're all like really really nice people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's definitely they're amazing people. And you know, I also got to talk to another voice actor who voiced Breach 
David Menken, I got yes, to talk to David. him. Yeah, he was such a wonderful person. And he was like, he's always rooting for anybody who joins in uh, into the Valorant. So it's, it's wonderful to see all the support that you guys have for each other. Uh, do you guys ever, you know, ever meet any of them? Like uh, any other voice actors? So I haven't met any of them in person. They've all reached out on various socials, um, and they're all very, very sweet. In fact, I just got a message from Hugo this morning oh, wow. uh, that I need to answer. But again, I'm really bad at answering on, <laughs> on time. Um, <laughs> who voices Chamber, as you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, we, I, I haven't met any of them in person yet. I know that we're going to be doing a virtual uh, event soon as a cast uh-huh. uh, in like a couple weeks, maybe. That's awesome. uh, they haven't pinned they haven't pinned down the date yet, but we'll we'll be announcing it like on Twitter and TikTok and stuff. That's um, so that's coming up, and I'll get to actually say hi to them much in this way. Yeah. Um, but I'm hoping you know if if our schedules align at some point, since some of them live here in LA where I am, so I'm hoping to hang out with them at some point. Yeah, I I hope that you get that time because I know like I was assuming that a few people might be living in LA. So I was like, maybe you guys could hang out and it would be awesome to like for you to hang out with them. Yeah. Well, I mean like even, even through the recording process though, like so much of that is done uh, isolated Mm -hmm. and like I recorded and there were still a lot of COVID um, regulations in place. So I didn't even really get to meet my directors or anyone Uh like in person. Oftentimes it was just me in a booth. Mm -hmm. Um, so it was it was all kind of unique for me, but it's also kind of freeing because, you know, you've got all these voices in your head and you feel like you're going crazy. <laughs> yeah, that's, <laughs> that's true. Uh, and, you know, one of the things that uh, in general, I kind of struggle with as well on a day to day basis is like, you know, whenever there's a new project or anything that that is new, it's like this. As you mentioned before, you know, the fighting within yourself and you have like a lot of talks like okay can you do this it's that's that's number one the number two is uh you know you're so anxious that you're not even thinking straight and it's just like you probably just think about it so much that you eventually end up not doing it so well or mm-hmm. those things so do you ever struggle or with not those? doing it at all or not doing it at all so do you ever struggle with those things i think everyone does right yeah. like I, I feel like like a lot of us don't like to talk about it openly mm-hmm. but I feel that kind of anxiety, that kind of concern seeps into every artist's mind at some point. I mean, I used to do a lot of theater work uh, when I first started before I moved into voice acting full time. And it's that jitters that you feel right as you're about to walk on stage. You know, I think that's a healthy thing to feel, to like acknowledge it, say, I'm feeling this kind of way and then move through it. Mm. The only like the only thing that separates most artists who do it professionally from a layperson who's doing art just to create something is that they've been presented with that fear more often and they've said, you know what? I'm going to do it anyway. Mm. Feel afraid and just do it anyway. And it doesn't need to be perfect and it doesn't even need to be good because all of that is subjective anyway. You know, I, I, I feel like when you're starting out, there is that pressure to like, I gotta be good. I gotta be perfect. Um, but as as you do more of it, you realize like, no, this is all just an experiment. That's all art is, is like I get to play and it's a director's job to kind of guide me where they want me to go. But I am all I have to do is show up, be flexible, be in tune with my emotions and say the words. Yeah. 
That's right. That was a lot of of artistic philosophy there that I threw at you. Probably, <laughs> I talk a lot. <laughs> <That's great. laughs> I yeah. have opinions. <laughs> I, you know <laughs> that makes the two of us because I just lo- I love talking as well. And whenever whenever I'm like, okay, there's some some topics that we can talk about. I just go back and forth. Can you with see? Someone. Can you see why Gecko doesn't shut up? <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> all they had to do was turn on the mic. Really. <laughs> That's that's oh right, <laughs> but you know, like you you were right. Like one of the things that even I thought of, like initially when I you know did anything, is like, oh, I do have to be good and I have to be perfect. Uh, but there's no such thing as perfect. There's no such thing. Like you know, it's all in your head. Um, so like you know, that's kind of like a a challenge to not think about that and like you know just do the best that you can. Uh, and that's you know even at what I'm trying, and I know a lot of people also like uh, my sister has like struggles with that sometimes. So like I have a lot of people who I know that have that kind of kind of thing. So uh, you know, do you have like, is there anything that you do to you know uh, make yourself feel better in those situations, or do you know you know you just you know I'm just gonna do it and take it as a challenge, just move forward, or is there something that you kind of do like a process that helps you out? So it helps me to be prepared before I do whatever I'm going to do to kind of like set my state of mind, warm ups. I didn't really care about them much when I was younger, when I was first starting out. But now I realize now that I'm doing it a lot more and recording a lot more, I realize like, oh, this is important. Like this, this sets the tone Um, so that the pre-work is important in the moment. What works for me and it may not work for other people is just accepting that that's what you're feeling. Maybe even saying it out loud. I mean, I had a session recently for a project where we did the first line, literally the first line on the page, 40 times. Wow. And and you have to remind yourself in the moment, hey, it's not me. It's not anything you're doing wrong. They just want to find the version that works for what they are looking for. Mm-hmm. And so it in that moment, I remember like I was so flustered that I think I spilled some water on the floor. And I was like, hey, guys, like, I just spilled some water on the carpet and the words are starting to lose meaning for me. Can I take, like, a quick sec? And sometimes, like, you just got to ask for that little whatever you need in that moment and people will respect that. Like, if you're working with collaborators who are good people, who are good artists, who know what it's like to be making this work, they'll be receptive to that. Yeah. Um, And I think sometimes just naming it, like, hey... I'm kind of in my head right now. Is it okay if we just pause? Cause, like, I'm just going to get some water and like reset. Yeah. It feels a little bit like, you know, when you're playing a sport and you just need to like take a breather and like get out of your head. That's right. Yeah, that's that's well said, actually. That's a lot of people do just need to just take it and, let's, you know, uh, accept it as, as you mentioned. I think that's going to... Probably that's probably something that people need to hear and need to acknowledge. Like, yeah, I think that's that's right. I need to do that. Um, and because like it, suppressing it or ignoring it has never worked for yeah, me. Yeah, it's it, I, at least personally. Yeah, I don't think so. It ever works. You know, suppressing all that is not gonna help you. Maybe it's gonna help you. Maybe you think that's gonna help me right now, but long term, it's probably not the best. And at one point in time, you have to just you know acknowledge it. And it's good to acknowledge it because then it's. I believe it's going to be a little bit easier to, I feel like, handle it. Um, 
but you know uh going back to video games and the one of the things that <laughs> you know I, i feel like whenever i'm like in this uh in this weird state like i feel like okay i'm thinking too much i always jump back to video games sometimes and it's either some of the games that i you know it's all connected it's man. all connected it's all yeah connected. It, it is all connected and is this i just go back and i get I get more focused in that and i'm like and it's so weird because i'm i i'm like i'm having sometimes i'm like a little bit negative okay this thing did not work out i'm like something like that and i play a game which is also in that state where the story is a little bit different and depressing or not exactly depressing but it's like a very complete drama and something emotional is going on i'm like why am i playing something emotional when i am feeling i have no idea but this is great <laughs> i just love this well i mean I don't know about you but that that's why I watch scary movies. Like that's why I watched dramatic things cuz like and I say this to my friends all the time like who ask me like why do you watch scary things? I'm like cuz when I'm watching it I think that's not my life. <laughs> like I'm safe yeah. on a couch or a bed and I'm okay and my life is in those circumstances. I'm not being chased by a killer. I just yeah. have to answer a few emails that I'm stressed out about. Yeah. Like Oh my like god. Like it's it it's why we go to entertainment. It's why we it's part of it. It's part of why we play video games is cuz yeah. we get immersed in this story that like sometimes allows us to appreciate what we've got. Yeah, that's right. That's actually very right. It's it's so we're so safer than you know all these people who in the movies who are just getting killed and haunted. <laughs> I would not be in that <laughs> zone. Oh my god. Yeah. Uh but you know is was there any a uh, video game that you always wanted to be a part of or is like you just want to be part of games in general I mean I think for the longest time and this changed for me recently for the longest time I was kind of in that perspective as a young voice actor of like chase the dream and like i i'm going to chase the dream and then when i have the dream i'll be happy and and i'm i'm going to get there and and about a month or two ago i realized i'm living the dream mm-hmm. like i'm a working actor who gets paid for it i am just grateful for that and anything else that comes along is going to be wonderful but i'm already live like i i think things are going to get incrementally better from here yeah but as the child of immigrants who worked mostly manual labor who worked long hours to build a life so that i could play pretend for a living like i'm happy yeah i got it and uh cuz i cuz i could give you the other answer of like oh well when i was a kid like i i really wanted to be in the final fantasy games and stuff and now i'm like if it happens it happens and if it doesn't it doesn't really matter because i'm happy and yeah. i i'm getting jobs and i'm getting really cool auditions and i'm making friends that are other you know voice actors and i'm like that's that's worth it that's what i wanted yeah that's it's so amazing because it's so inspiring to to hear that okay you have this passion you had this uh ambition and you're you're there you're you're getting it you're achieving it and there's like a lot more to achieve and it's just like kind of the beginning and you know it's, it's so awesome so you know anybody who is i know a lot of people uh some of my friends who want to get into voice acting and have that ambition what do you have to say to them like you know they're starting out or you know that they have this vision in in their minds like what do you any advice that you have to them so i mean i could i could teach a whole ted talk on this or like a whole <laughs> lecture so by all means stop me if i go on for too long um <laughs> no problem 
Because like I would say that at its core, right? We we said early on at its core, it's acting. Yeah. So you got to treat it like you are learning to act and treating that as a craft and developing that and learning how to listen to people, learning how to observe people, uh, specific to voice acting, learning how to train your ear so that you can hear the way that people shift their pitch and their tone and, and where they put their breath support and all that sort of stuff. But at the heart of it all, they have to have a passion for it because much like you said earlier, if, if that specific passion isn't there, that, that's really all we've got that's driving our interest. Because when you're starting out, the money's not great enough, to be completely honest. And, and the work might be inconsistent depending on who you are or, or what market you live in or, yeah. or whatever. Um, so you got to love it. You got to love it. You got to absorb that information. You got to watch content that's being created. Um, you know, I still love cartoons, probably like more than most adults, which is you know, sometimes gets sometimes gets a, a few awkward remarks from friends who are like, really, you're watching Arcane for the fifth time? And I'm like, it's yes, just, it's a beautiful work of art. It's just that good. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. So, so you know, I, I, you know, going back, you know, the cartoons and stuff. And I think I love animation so much. Is there anything that, you know, I don't know, it's really hard to pick one. But do you have like any top three favorite animated movies or shows? Hmm. Oh, that's a hard one. That's a really hard one. Yeah. Um, so I won't say that there are top three. I won't give you a top three in terms of like, these are my absolute favorites mm. or like the ones that I go back to because there's literally so many. <laughs> yeah. But but what I can say is like a few that informed me and my sort of sense of humor and inspired me as a kid would have been things like courage the cowardly dog oh my god um because it's so twisted and kids probably shouldn't have been watching it but you know the, the, i was a late 90s kid so like yeah uh oh, so that and then like daria which was also maybe too adult like yeah. i grew up on things that probably shouldn't have been watched <laughs> by children um Things like that would, were very influential as far as animation goes. And I still kind of gravitate toward that kind of like just on the edge of, mm -hmm. of appropriate animation. You yeah. know, uh, lots. Of, thankfully, there's a lot of adult animation nowadays, which is really cool. We're seeing like, you know, a lot of network animated series, Bob's Burgers and all that kind of mm -hmm. stuff. Yeah, I'm happy about so. that as well. And Courage the Cowardly Dog was such a iconic <laughs> one to watch. I was like, wow, what? What am I watching? It's so fun. I don't know what it is, but it was like so great. And there's so many episodes like I like remember so much. I don't know remember the names, but I remember the moments. Like I watched that and I enjoyed that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. Like I I knew something was up when I had a crush on that like that lady that came out of the tub drain. Oh. <laughs> The the, yeah. the fish lady yeah. with the big jaws and stuff. I was like, when she was dancing, I was like, what is this? Like, why do I like this? <laughs> yeah, it's just <laughs> the weird stuff, but love it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's amazing. But you know it's what? A... Uh, what's amazing is like, you know, getting the moment to talk to you. Uh, thank you so much for taking the time for talking to me about Gecko, about Valen, about video games. <laughs> It's so great knowing that you love video games as well and, you know, voice acting in all these games. And thank you so much again for taking the time. Thank you. I appreciate it. And you're definitely going to be seeing a lot more of Gecko in the future.